Welcome to the Money Making Women podcast with me, Ray Dodd. I'm a money and business coach who believes that you are absolutely capable of earning life-changing amounts of money. I also believe that doing so is not as straightforward as the internet makes out. If you're looking for a conversation that goes beyond pure manifestation and hustle and into the nuance and intersections of what it means to be a money-making woman, then this is the space for you. Hello. I'm really excited for you all to hear this uh, episode. So this was an Instagram live that I recorded quite a while ago. And I go into this at the beginning of the episode, but it was something I've been putting off for ages. And the response to it has been really amazing. And I wanted to put those thoughts and the stuff that I talk about across that live into the podcast, because um, one of the things I've tried to do with this podcast is have some really fundamental kind of aspects of what I believe about money, what I think is important, what I want you to know about money. I wanted to put that in this space. And so I asked Emily, um, who is my wonderful podcast editor, to take the live and turn it into an episode. So you might hear me comment, um, reading out comments and all of that stuff. But um, I thought it was important that we get this conversation in as many places as possible. So grab yourself a cup of tea or a glass of wine, depending what time of the day it is, no judgments, and um, have a listen to uh, some of my thoughts and experiences around debt. So, debt. Now, I should start by saying I have wanted to come and talk about this for ages, and I know I talk to all you guys all the time about taking up space, but that doesn't mean that I don't have my own struggles with it, because of course I do. Um, And so, I kept being like, I want to talk about it. I talk to clients about this a lot. What I'm going to do is I'm going to run through some thoughts on debt. Then I'm going to go into my story around debt. And then I'm probably going to just carry on ranting. (laughs) And I do want to say from the beginning that this won't be for everybody. Some of you are going to hear what I've got to say. And either you're not going to be ready for it or you're going to just downright disagree with me. I hate it when people say um, when they're doing something like this, oh, you know, you might not be ready to hear this. Like, I am right but you just might not know it yet. I really hate that. So that's not what I'm saying. You obviously have every right to just disagree with me. But I do think for many of you, this this will be important for you to hear, even if it's thoughts that you've had before, or maybe you haven't. Maybe you haven't thought about the way I'm going to talk about it. So what this is not, before I get started, despite the fact that many of you will have seen, was my most liked Instagram post ever, was a post about the fact that on Thursday last week, we paid off all our remaining debt. Now, to be clear, because a few people asked me in the comments, that doesn't include a mortgage. And I'm going to talk about why, because we don't have a mortgage. And that is largely to do with our debt is one of the reasons we don't have a mortgage. And so I'm going to talk about that. But this is not about demonising debt. There are a lot of finance gurus on, on Instagram, on the internet. And some of them are great. For me, many of them demonise debt in a way that I'm not comfortable with. So my hope is that this reframes debt for you. But like I said, it won't be for everyone and that's okay. Um, I have put here, in fact, some of you might get get pretty angry with what I'm gonna say. Maybe you won't. Maybe you're all my people. (laughs) But we will see, we will see. I'm probably building it up into much more than it it needs to be at all. But I really hope that for many of you, this will be a, a, a light bulb moment or a, oh, amazing, thank you kind of moment. What I'm going to say is sit with it. However it shows up for you, I'm not judging it. Um, You're always free to go elsewhere for your money chat if if what I have to say doesn't sit well with you. I'm really sick of hearing people being shamed about debt. Really sick of it. Um, And 
I'm sick of the double standards around it. I'm also not a fan of keeping things secret. So yes, I'm a money coach. And yes, until a few days ago, I had debt. And yes, I don't own my house. And all of those things can exist at once. I can be really great at teaching people how to make more money and how to open themselves up to more money. And I can also be creating the business that I'm creating at the moment, which will give my family the financial freedom that we didn't have because of all of our money stuff. All of these things can exist at once. And I say that because I hear so many people believing, and this is, you know, this is patriarchal racist nonsense, that we can only fit in one way. We can only be one kind of person, this kind of one dimensional character. We all have all these different aspects. So I don't love the idea of, you know, I, I wouldn't keep the fact that I'm in debt. I never actually have kept it a secret from people. But equally, I'm aware of the um, hypocrisy when it comes to chatting about debt. And by that, I mean, I'm aware of the irony that on Thursday, I celebrated paying off our remaining debt. Next year, I will do a post, I have no doubt, about getting a mortgage and buying a house. Both of those things will be celebrated. But what I will be saying is, hey, I just finished off paying 15, well, it was actually 18 grand, but I'm going to talk about that, but 15 grand's worth of debt. Now I've just got myself into multiple hundreds of thousands of pounds of debt. And both things, everyone will be like. <laughs> and I just think that's interesting because what we have is middle class debt. Well done. Well done. Student loan. Well done. Credit card debt. Well, that's irresponsible. And I just think that that needs looking at for many different reasons. So when I'm into that and, and it's not. What's the word? It doesn't surprise me that there are members of our family that we cannot tell that we were in credit card debt because it would just be not go down. It would be very, very difficult. But when we tell them we've got a mortgage, like they would be so ashamed to know that we had credit card debt. But they were also really ashamed that we rent our house. I'm just going to say, just leave that there. Interesting. The same people, the same thoughts, because also in our heads, the same thoughts that say don't ever put business investments on a credit card are also the ones that will celebrate you stretching yourself when it comes to buying a house. Isn't it wonderful that they managed to get a mortgage of that much, that they stretch themselves more and more and more? They will be the same ones saying, oh, and we're going to talk about this word a lot. Shouldn't you be consolidating right now? Shouldn't you be, you know, shouldn't you just shrink yourself down? Do the sensible thing. The double standards and the cognitive dissonance in that situation are rife, so rife. So I kind of wanted to lay the land there um, because I know, well, we'll talk about that afterwards. <laughs> so before I go into the rest of the stuff, I did also want to talk about uh, my debt story. So before I met my husband, I didn't have any credit card debt. In fact, that's not true. I got a credit card at uni for a couple of weeks and I um, and I spent like, £250, which to me at the time was so much money, and it scared me so much that I paid off and cancelled the credit card. I did have my student overdraft. How many of you was that your first experience of debt, being given an overdraft when you started university? For those of you that went to university and you were like, ooh, uh, that's a shock. So I did have student overdraft, and of course I had a student loan. I was the first year, maybe second year, 
that had to have a student loan to go to university unless your parents had that kind of money, which mine did not by any stretch of the imagination. So I didn't have much debt is what I'm saying. I had acceptable debt and I had this overdraft, which I think was about £1,500. And what has happened in my relationship? So I'm not going to tell this whole story because it's not only my story to tell. Some of you will have heard uh, versions of it before. And I do have my husband's permission to tell this. I've been surprised by debt twice in my relationship in that I have been in situations where my husband has said, actually, I'm sorry I didn't tell you, but I've got a load of debt and I didn't tell you about it. That's happened twice. First of all, when we were about to buy a house, one of the reasons we don't have a house, we'd saved a deposit just around when the crash happened. Lucky us. We'd have got 100% mortgage probably a couple of months before, but then the credit crunch happened and we were right there in that moment. And um, all that money of that we'd save for the deposit went on this debt that I didn't know existed until they had to investigate our finances, obviously, when we were going into having a mortgage. So that happened one time and then another time in 2016, which is the example more of you will have heard. So these were both crisis points in my relationship, both times, more so in 2016, because A, it happened before and B, we had two children. We had a one year old and a four year old. And I would say shame brought us to that place both times in that my husband just didn't, he couldn't talk about it. He was hiding it. He was frightened of it. And so both times it was shame. And I would also say, because I am not without blame in that situation, because I had been hiding from our finances since we had children. Since I went on maternity leave and I wasn't earning money, I completely gave all my power to him. And that wasn't power that he was comfortable with, actually. And it was really interesting. We were really working outside of our strengths, like what we're good at. And that's taken some unravelling because our strengths do not fit neatly into the female and male um, binaries that we're given. So shame brought us to that place both times. In 2016, we found ourselves with £7.50 in the bank. Um, I say we found ourselves, I found ourselves and he admitted to it. He just, I, I think I just saw it on his face where I went, you're all right. And I think I was asking about selling something on eBay. I said, we should really sell. No, he said it. He said, we, can we sell some stuff on eBay? And I was like, oh, why do you say that? Because his face looked really, I thought we had some money put aside. He'd started a business that wasn't earning money at the time. And he hadn't told me that he wasn't bringing in a wage from it. And so he'd spent all that money we'd put aside on just feeding us. And I didn't know that because I wasn't looking because I wasn't looking. So we had no choice but to go on benefits and to put stuff on credit cards and to get into debt from family as well. Three of those things. Uh, what happened was I think we borrowed from family whilst we got onto benefits and then we continued to top that up a bit with family. It didn't last very long. My family are not very, you know, they're, they're fine, but they're not like um, massively well off or anything. So then they were like, we can't lend you any more money, Ray. We don't have it. And that's when we started to put stuff on credit cards. That was going, and this is not me judging. So I just want to say from, I should have said this at the outset, whatever you spent your money on debt, don't read shame from what I'm saying. <laughs> because it's very easy to do that. You might go, yeah, but Ray was talking about feeding her family. So that's okay. Whereas I bought this dress. So like, I've been there too. I've been there too. So, but in that circumstance, what I was doing was we, I was feeding our family and paying our rent. And all of those things, I was topping that up because if any of you know who've been on working family tax credits, it's not a lot of money. 
And especially when you have been used to earning more money previously and then you drop down and your lifestyle is all at a certain level. And we dropped whatever we could. We really did. We were very careful in lots of ways, but it still was not enough money. By by the end of all this, we had about 18 grand worth of debt. And a business had been started in that fiery time. We, like most, Not the most difficult time of my life, but in the top two. And I say that as someone whose mum died when they were 20. So this was the second worst thing that happened to me. 2016 was a shit show for lots of us. That's when Trump got elected, by the way, guys. And David Bowie died. And Brexit happened, I think. All the celebrities died. Do you remember that year? Now, 2020 makes it look like, <laughs> was it that bad? But personally, for me, 2020 has been a lot better. 2016 was horrible. I'd started up this business and I was really, really aware that it had a lot of potential. And I decided to do something you're not meant to do. What I was meant to do was consolidate, double down, live off nothing and pay off that debt. That's what I was meant to do, right? That's what all of the financial gurus tell you. But I found myself a person who knew they had a lot of potential, a person who believed so passionately in what they discovered, in the message they had, in the purpose they had, all of those things. I knew, I saw what some other women were doing. And I was like, why not me? This feels like the way that I can take responsibility for my family, the way that I can eventually buy us this the house that I have dreamt of since I was a child buying house magazines with my mum. Like, that's my big dream. My God, guys, the day I buy that house, I'll probably be on here just sobbing. All of those things, the impact, the life we wanted, all of those things. I found myself with a clear plan, a clear sight of how that could happen. But I also found myself a woman in a world that doesn't believe that's possible for me. A woman in a world that tells me to pipe down, keep small, shut up. A woman in a world who believes, which is why I've cut off this for so long, that the things I have to say are not the way everybody sees it. And bear in mind, this is four years ago. This is before a number of things. Woke wasn't a thing then. You know, it, it was, but, you know, we didn't have words for it in that way. I also was somebody who experienced a lot of fear. I wrote here, the roller coaster was steep and deep and then high and exhilarating. It's much calmer now, but it was really up and down. I knew to build that business, I needed support. I also knew I had a lot of debt to pay back to people. So the, the payments were like three to 500 pounds a month we were paying on debt, I think. And I know for some of you, it'll be more than that. So when everyone was telling me to consolidate and everyone was telling me to really like tighten my purse strings and pay back that stuff and be sensible, I invested in coaching instead one-to-one coaching and that coaching cost £10,000 for nine months. Now I want to be really clear here, not that I would judge you if you did, but I didn't get into debt to pay for that. I didn't get into more debt, instead I made the decision that my business was going to earn that money and it did. But what I did do, and I think this is important to talk about too, is I delayed paying back that debt. I did the thing that I'm, you're not meant to do. Because I've spoken to so many, and this is, this is actually before I'd spoken to these people, but one of the reasons I want to speak out about it is because what I notice is that I know a lot of people who've done this and we're not saying it because we don't want to be responsible for you getting into debt. And that's a really common problem 
with um, how women do business generally is we we mother and we nurture because that's what we've been conditioned to do. And we take responsibility. We trust ourselves, but we don't want to encourage you to do it because that would be wrong. So when I was talking about doing this video with my coach, different coach to that one, although that one's marvellous, um, I said, but I, you know, I don't want to encourage anyone to get into debt. And she was like, don't you? And I was like, that's a very good question. Because what am I saying when I say that? Am I saying it's all right for me to do it, but I can't trust you to? How about I just trust you to know? And so for some of you, you'll listen to this and you'll be like, nope, won't do it. And for others, you'll be like, oh, I can trust myself with this. You know what I can say? I'm not encouraging you to specifically get in debt. I am encouraging you to trust yourself. I am encouraging you to know that you are an adult who knows what you're doing. And I also want you to know that most men's businesses were built on debt or nepotism or somebody investing in them. And we don't call investment debt because we don't have to pay it back. Sometimes, sometimes you do. But nevertheless, it was built on money that they didn't have lying around. So I didn't get into debt for that coaching. Although, like I said, I wouldn't judge you. Hopefully what I've just said makes sense of that. But I do think it annoyed my family at times. When they knew that I was paying for those things and not paying them back. I do think that and I had to stand really strong and be like, I will pay you back. But if I don't invest in this way, it won't happen. I won't be able to pay you back and support my family and all of these things, because by then we weren't on benefits, because, you know, I very quickly earned over that threshold. I can't do all of those things at once. In fact, two years went by, and I'd only paid back two to three K of that money. In April of this year, I decided that enough was enough. The instigator for that was, so by then I was making 10, I was having 10 to 15 K months. All of this year, I've earned 10k in January and since then it's been more than 10k. So by April I think I was on around 13, 14, 15. So I was earning enough money but our money management wasn't as good as it could have been. I think often when you've had trauma around money as we had done in many different iterations from childhood all the way through it's very scary to manage money. It's something we talk about on plenty a lot but we were still getting notifications from the bank and what would happen is I'd pay us a certain amount and then I'd top it up from my business and I had enough but I was too scared to pay it all in. So we decided, and this is where it gets a bit technical, I'm not going to go in this into this because this would be like not just another video, it'd be another course. But we decided to go all in on Profit First. If you don't know what Profit First is, it's a book um, of a, a financial like planning system. I really recommend it. So we went all in on that. And what that means is you put aside percentages of your income. It sounds complicated. Once you get your head around it, it's life changing. And we decided to go all in on that. And we decided to pay people back from the overflow of our money, not from scrimping and saving. I have never enjoyed money more than I have this year. I've paid debt. I've donated money like I've never donated money before. We have decorated our house. That bedroom only a few months ago had mould in the corners, a carpet that had worn out, a bed that creaked <laughs> really embarrassing me in a small house everyone can hear everything you know we've enjoyed that money and I absolutely believe that in enjoying it that's why there's been more money 
I say this all the time, but when you talk about money, like it is, it just harms you. It does terrible things. Remembering money is an object and an idea. Yes, we talk about money like it, it just does harm and it's bad and it makes people greedy and we shouldn't have it and it's dirty and awful. And then we wonder when we remember that our brains were created to keep us safe, not make us happy. Your, your subconscious brain, the majority of its work is as a safety mechanism for you. Why would you want more? Why would you, why would your brain want more money when the little you've got is so stressful? Part of this stuff is to really get used to enjoying it. It's felt generous, which in turn has helped me create more money. One of the main reasons to pay back our debt now is to get a mortgage, like I said. This is what I want you guys to know. Some of you might be in situations where you are beating yourself up about having debt. I had a real light bulb moment. It was good old Martin Lewis said this. He was talking about student loans. And for years, I felt terrible about my student loan. I had years of not earning very much and then years of being a stay-at-home mom. And so I haven't paid back that much of it. And he was like, and I was always like, oh God, I must do that. Oh, I feel really bad about it. And he just said, just treat it like a tax. It's just a tax. Don't worry about it. You don't need to pay it back. And my mind was blown. I was like, what? What? What do you mean? So, you know, if you're fully within the realms of that agreement. So still, so when I say I'm debt free, it's because that, I don't see that as something I need to make a load of effort. And he, the reason he was talking about that is because the student loans company had done a thing where they were trying to make it easier for people to pay back in full. And he was like, there is no benefit to people paying that back in full. It makes no difference. And so what that means is, people were being encouraged to pay it back. Like really, it's on them. It's on them that they didn't sort that out. That's what I needed to hear. Student loans galore, right. I would like to feel that way about money, able to enjoy giving away and treating myself. It's the generosity thing, isn't it? It's something that I really, really, really want you guys to um, tap into. Is that a lot of why, you know, women particularly feel so bad about wanting to make more money. And what they're really, like so much of it comes from a place of generosity their desire to make it. And we just cap it because it's wrong, isn't it, to be greedy. We make wanting more money about greed. Often, check yourself with it. I bet you're coming from generosity, not greed. So one of the things that happens when we um, pay off debt, when we take out debt, is it, it increases our credit rating. It means that the banks and all of the various mortgage providers, they know how much they can trust us. They know how we manage our debt. That's one of the reasons we've really wanted to get on top of it, because we want to buy a house and we need to up our credit rating. Like I was about to say, if you have your house and all of that stuff, you might want to manage your debt very differently. You might want to pay it off, but you, you know, you might not. You might choose to do it differently. Do you know what else does that? Creates credit. When you bet on yourself, when you take out debt to yourself, that builds up credit within you, a trust just like if you mirror it, just like the big um, agencies and organisations and banks that look at this stuff. And you see, I know all the technical terms. But when we do it, when we do go, do you know what? I am going to invest in that business thing. I am going to buy that dress because I feel like that will be an investment in how I show up. I'm going to get my nails done because when I look down at my nails, it makes me feel like the wealthy woman I'm on my way to being. Any of those things, they build up a credit of self-belief in you. Very few businesses are built with zero investment. We, and we don't all have families who can support us. I'm really, that's a privileged position that I was in. 
When we demonize certain debt, we are keeping a whole host of people out of the business world. I know that you guys, just like me, want the business world to be a more inclusive place. We want to see people with different skin colours, different accents, different um, ways of being, different abilities, different bodies, all the different things with businesses. And yet the prevailing message is that you must do that with no debt at all. Don't you dare go and get into debt to do it. It's not possible. It's not possible. Getting into debt, access to debt is a privilege. And when we demonize people for it, when we shame them for it, we are creating a world where only people with access to money get to create businesses. Now, the other thing I would say, going back to why I invested where I invested, was that I do believe, and I've tried not to, I'm going to be really honest, I do believe as women we need more support. It's really sucky. That's not our fault. It's not because we're crap. It's not because we don't have the ability to do certain things. We do, but we don't have the examples. And if we want to see women thriving in their businesses, then paying them is important. But equally, we need the support. Now, there, there are so many different levels of support. Does that mean you have to go out and spend 10K on a coach? No, of course not. No, it doesn't mean you have to spend that much. You might find it in, in a number of different ways. But what I know is that you got, I trust you. I trust you to decide whether or not you get into debt. That does not mean I'm going to ask you to get into debt. And if you are work with a coach that suggests that, please run away. That's not what I'm saying here. But if you look at things and go, well, I could do that. And then I could pay back that much month and then I could do it. Yeah, I'll do that. Very much like I did. And if I act like I didn't, if I pretend that's not how I got here, then I'm not telling you the full story. So yeah, access to debt is a privilege. Some people won't be able to get to it, won't even be able to have access to it because of people they've been in relationships with, because of addresses, because of just situations they grew up in, which have led them to behave in a certain way. I know I could say, oh my God, this is gold rare. I know I can make money. I thought I was deluded. And isn't that what the racist fucking patriarchy wants you to believe? Isn't it? Often we are looking to get into debt for support. The idea is that debt is an investment and one we can take pride in and responsibility for. You think of what women take responsibility for on the daily. Women who are raising families by themselves, emotionally or literally, Women who are knitting together their whole families. We raise, like, and it's not just about, you know, caring for people, looking after people, all these things. Women who live by themselves and do it all by themselves. And yeah, not, not any debt though, little lady. Don't fritter that away. Consolidate. I hate the word consolidate. Mo like I said, most women do need more support in business. We are unraveling a capitalist system a racist, capitalist, patriarchal system that does not want us here. And then we're shamed because we need to get into debt for that help. The shame around paying for the support for, you know, or just creating that business and needing some investment because businesses don't get built on air. The shame around paying for it feels like patriarchal bullshit to me. When they say consolidate, when they say that to us, when they say, oh, don't, you, you know, 
Don't get ideas above your station. Don't get bigger than you need to be. When they say that, they mean assimilate. They mean stay small. Because when we're out of that space, we are frightening to them because we will tear this shit down. And I don't say that lightly. But all the time, we are keeping ourselves small. Oh God, can I really put 200 pounds on a credit card? Can I really put a thousand pounds on a credit card? Oh my God, the big bad nasty is going to come and get me if I do that. And maybe the answer is, look at your money. Look at your time. Do you think it's possible for you? Maybe the answer is no. Maybe the answer is, I can easily pay that back. That's fine. It's a cash flow problem. Or it's a, I need more information problem. So what Tammy said was, realisation, intersectional feminism needs us to invest in ourselves on every single level because one of the big problems that the world has created for us is this belief that we have to do it ourselves and yet we are unraveling the hot the system our world is built on in order to thrive let's not make this small it's why i get so pissed off with this like just push through just you know just push through the feelings those feelings are not small I'm embraced this mindset last year and purchased a course and worked with a coach that I'm still paying off. And I'm worse off than I was before. I wanted to be yay on this topic, but it's crippled me. So I do get that it can be a situation that doesn't work, which is why I'm saying, who knows? And it's, it's looking at that coach that you're working with. If a coach promises you, you will make a certain amount of money back. I would take a big step back. Nobody can promise that. And I don't know if they did that. So if it's a big investment, it's looking at it like, can I, can, will it be okay if this doesn't pay off? But also I've invested in things before that haven't been right for me. And one of the things that I really work on is, well, what did I learn from that? And how can I allow that to keep go, like to keep expanding? But yeah, we will have missteps. We will. But I trust you even within that to make that work. I feel like the bounce back loan and easy access overdrafts for most businesses should have taken some of the shame out of it, but it won't until we all admit we are using them. True. My whole life is based on money fear. Me keep making moves to improve this, but realising it's deeper than I thought. Yeah. What I will always say is um, any of you having therapy, take your money shit to your therapist as well. Like get a coach, all of those things. But if you're having therapy as well, I talk about money with my therapist all the time, all the time. Self-support over self-discipline every time. Poor support in, don't buy into the hustle hype. Yeah. You know, growing a business should take time. It should be full of stops and starts. It should be full of failings and it should be full of, I might, should it maybe is the wrong word, will is probably a better word. And what I, the last point I've got is shame will not repay your debt. Hands up. So I asked this question on my Plenty course on Monday we were talking about shame and I, and I was talking to particularly the people that class themselves as being creative. How many of you find it easy to create from a place of shame? When you're like, God, I'm awful and I haven't done this and I shouldn't have done that. Like how many of you find it easy to create from that place, from that space? And if you do, raise your hand now and say, yep, I do. Create it. Think of making money as being creative. And what I really want to encourage you instead of I must and I'd really encourage you if you've not listened to it, listen to the episode about being good with money, because I haven't got enough time to cover all of this here. But we act like we just should shrink back, shrink back, shrink back and hold it tighter and tighter and tighter. Knock off any enjoyment about money, anything that um, we shouldn't, you know, anything we don't need. Just put it down to the necessary money. 
But the problem with that is that what we don't think about is rather than just like, okay, I've got this debt, so I need to spend less. How about I've got this debt? How can I make more? How can I pay it back from a place of overflow? And that's how we pay back off our debt, whilst also spending more money on so many different things than I've ever spent in my life. Uh, I have my parents offer me money for my business. I've refused as I fear the shame of debt. I mean, so this is another thing that I've talked to a few people about. You know, when we're looking, we're like, God, I just need this to work. I just need to work. And maybe if you're a praying person, you're praying or you're, uh, you know, whatever you are, you might be like, you're, you're wishing to the universe, however it is that you do things. And you're like, please, please. And my dad was um, a pastor growing up. I'm no longer involved in church stuff. I always have to say that otherwise I get a load of messages from people being like, what? But my dad was a pastor growing up and he used to say this in his sermons all the time. He used to t- tell the story and some of you have heard it because it's a bit of a cliche, but of the guy that's drowning and he prays to God and says, God, will you just rescue me from drowning? And so God, so a few minutes later, a um, boat arrives and they're like, come in, come into the boat. And he's like, it's okay. God's going to rescue me. Don't worry about it. And then he's like, God, God, when are you going to rescue me? When are you going to rescue me? And then a helicopter shows up and they're like, can we help? And he's like, no, 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 it's okay. God's going to rescue me. And then a few other people. And he's like, no, no, no. And then he, and then he dies. He drowns and he gets to heaven and he says to God, like, I thought you were going to rescue me. And he's like, I sent you a boat. I sent you a helicopter. I sent you a ring. I sent you everything, you know, and that's, that is so often the case where we're like, you know, this patriarchal racist story around and capitalist story around debt and the shame. And I've already pointed out the way that certain things, you know, the investment in your education, fine. The investment in your property, fine. Investment in just a little old you. Mm. Don't know about that. Those things, there is a huge gap there. And when we've got people offering us money, and don't get me wrong, sometimes the family dynamics mean it's not a good idea. Only you can check in. Sometimes credit cards, not a good idea. Loans, not a good idea. What I'm not saying blanket, go out and do it all. I'm saying, trust yourself. That's what I'm saying. I'm also a really big believer in you are where you are. You know, investments happen and they don't work and they just are what they are. It's hard. It is hard, but these things happen. You know, we talk about, and I wrote, where did I write this? This was in another, you know, I'm probably like all of you with like a gazillion notebooks. I wrote down, How interesting that it's not okay to go into debt, but at the same time, we are waiting for someone to rescue us. And I speak to people in um, all kinds of relationships, not just hetero relationships, cis relationships, but in all kinds of relationships who are still, they're waiting for their partner, for someone to come and rescue them. And we have these opportunities right there to rescue ourselves. And that's what I'm going to encourage, if I had not given my power away years ago, we might be in a, do you know what? I say that we might be in a different situation. I think we wouldn't be. I think we're in a better situation because I did do that. That's probably for another day. I'd love to hear your thoughts. All right. Thanks everybody. See you later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Money Making Women. Please do go and leave us a review. They have a huge impact on getting podcasts like mine heard. I also wanted to let you know where you can find me. So if you want to find more of what I do, you can find me in my Facebook group, Money Making Women, or you can find me on Instagram, I'm Ray underscore Dodd. I really want to say a special thank you to Emily Crosby, who edits these for me, and I will see you for our next episode.